We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1 where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, guys? This is the Uncontested Podcast, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. This podcast is ran by Jacob, Nick, Justin, Taylor, and Kamiar. Listen to future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service, like iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. This is Lou Dort. You're listening to the Uncontested what is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of BoomtownHoops.com. I'm your host, Jacob. Today I've got Nick along for the ride. Greg Olson is not on a on good terms with me right now. His Seahawks just beat the Cowboys and he was actually kind of a big part of it. I saw like the final Cowboys drive where they were trying to come back and win the game uh, when he threw the interception in the end zone. Yep, pretty depressing. That's, a, that's I, I had tuned in just at the very end. We've also got Justin along. Hello, everybody. Let me we just are, say, um, it feels like it's starting to feel like fall. The temperatures are dropping. There's a new Fleet Foxes album. OU is inexplic- inexplicably losing games they shouldn't lose. It's just all my fall favorites at once. <laughs> we are recording this podcast on Sunday evening. There's two and a half minutes left in the Eastern Finals Game 6, and the outcome seems pretty well determined at this point. Um, Yeah, it's a a 14-point game with two and a half minutes left, boys. Seems as though we are going to get a Los Angeles Lakers-Miami Heat NBA Finals. We'll dive into that when we get to around the association First, though, we've got some Thunder stuff to talk about, some kind of Thunder stuff to talk about. First off, earlier today on Sunday, NBA Sirius XM radio station had an interview with Danilo Gallinari. Uh, speaking of his free agency, I want to play this quote for you guys real quick from Gallo, and then I want us to talk about it for a second. So I for our listeners, the here it is. part of the free agency, first of all, is exciting uh, and I think that in my experience, I did it uh, three three years ago. You just got to look at all the cards in, on the table. Uh, you just got to see what's going on and um, uh, the different teams that are going to present uh, themselves to me. Uh, so that's that's the most exciting part. Uh, I don't like to, to just... You know, I have my mind on one team or a couple of teams, and I want to see. I want to see the big picture, 
and and go from there. I think that that Justin, what do you take from that? Your boy's gone. Anyone that was uh, holding out hope that the Thunder would run this thing back or try to bring some of the pieces back, uh, Gallo ain't going to be one of them. Uh, that that man has his sights set on future teams. There was no indication that uh, it was a, well, we'll see what happens. It was a, this is what I'm looking for in other teams. And it's not surprising, honestly. Uh, he's a great player. He's going to get a good deal to sign on another team. And I think he, he can kind of... I think he'll have a lot of suitors that he'll have to choose from. He can kind of uh, take his pick of where he wants to end up. I agree for the most part. I wouldn't say it's you know a doomsday, like there's no chance he's coming back to OKC. Um, I, I think that this was more him just trying to put himself out there like, hey guys, I'm open to anybody. Because a lot of us kind of assume he wants to play for a contender. Maybe a sign-and-trade makes the most sense. I think this was just him saying... You know, if you if you're gonna pay me, I might be willing to take a contract on a, a non contender if you're willing to, you know, back up the Brinks truck. Yeah, I I kind of see where both you guys are coming from. My perspective was th- the words Oklahoma City or Thunder were never uttered in that thirty five second soundbite. Mm-hmm. There was no you know, I'm looking forward to talking with the Thunder and seeing what other teams have to offer or anything like that. It was very much I am out on the market. It's it was very much I've broken up with my ex girlfriend. There's no chance of me getting back together with her. I am out on all the dating sites. Hit me up on Tinder. I'm ready to go. Yep. That, that that's, that's how I took it. Yep. So I think so and, and Nick, from what you said, it it seems to me you kind of feel like Gallo could sign back with the Thunder, but it would be a sign and trade deal. Do do you have any belief at all that he would come back? on a multi-year deal in Oklahoma City? Do you uh, think there's any interest from either side there? Yeah, I, th- I think there would be interest from both sides, although if he were to just straight up re-sign, you know, not even looking at sign-in trades, I think it would be under kind of a mutual agreement that he would be traded to a contender during the season or at minimum at the trade deadline. I think it would be like, a, you know, we're willing to sign you to this deal just so, you know, we have your bird rights. We'll, we'll get you a large deal. We'll make it a multiple year deal. Um, but under the assumptions that we're both kind of in agreement that you'll, you'll be traded sometime between now and, and the trade deadline. I could possibly see that. So, well, let's look at teams that actually have cap space that could sign Daniel Gallinari just outright, a team that he could leave Oklahoma City for and walk to another franchise, and they have the money to sign him. I guess before we do that, what's fair market value for Daniel Gallinari? What do you guys think he's going to earn um, on, on his next contract? So this is like a full-on cop-out, but uh, <laughs> like we've talked about so much, Man, the market value for players this offseason is probably going to be as weird as it's ever been just because there's so much financial uncertainty with the league as a whole and with every team, you know, trying to figure out how how the events that have transpired over the last year and what's going to happen to next year, next season. There's so many balls in the air in that regard that I think it's it's going to be fascinating. I don't think I would necessarily want to be a free agent this summer if I had a choice. I, this, this might be a hot take. Maybe I'm overvaluing Danilo Gallinari, but he signed a three year, let's call it 65 million. It's really 64 million and some change. Uh, what was his last contract? You say I, change like it's literally pocket <laughs> change. It's sixty four point seven. It's seven hundred thousand dollars, Nick. Well, yeah, yeah, f- fair enough. But we'll, we'll call it sixty five million, three or sixty five million. I think I'll take some change. I, I will take some change too. I think I think he is worth another identical deal to that. Twenty one oh. and a half mil a year. I yeah. I to me that that seems a little hot. That's a little high. I think. At 32 years old, I think he's looking at more three-year, 45 to 50. I think Ooh. about 16 or 17 million a year is uh, is more in his ballpark now. I also think he's probably going to value um, years over single season money. I mean, we kind of got that that vibe from him back yeah. at 
right. the trade deadline when he heat. when he wanted that extra year with Miami uh, and wouldn't wouldn't budge otherwise. I think he knows he's about to cash in on his last multi-year deal in the yep. league. And so I think he's probably going to look for something with more years, even if, if it's maybe a little bit less annual money. Yep. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And that's a great point that you bring up about the almost deal uh, with Miami at the trade deadline of, I think that he, I think he's still got good years left in them to your point, Nick. I think he, he can command a high value, but again, I just don't know. I don't know if he's going to get it because of his age, because I think he's always been undervalued by the market and by the league as a whole. I think he's criminally underrated, but also I think going back to, again, the uncertainties, I don't know that anybody's going to pony up $30 million for Gallinari at this point in this situation. So... What are your guys' thoughts? It's obviously going to be a super weird offseason. Like the the cap's going to be potentially a little bit weird and maybe not what we projected this time last year. But just considering the class, and we, we see this all the time, do you don't think someone's desperate enough to give Gallo 20-plus million a year? Mm, maybe. Not, yeah. Maybe closer to 20, but maybe like 21? See, I would be surprised if he gets over 20, 20 mil a year annually. I just think that's going to be a little high. Average, maybe not, but maybe it's like a front-loaded contract or something like that where it's you know 25 mil next year and then it declines. Yeah, I could, I could see that. That's a possibility. So, okay, with all that being said, the four teams, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think the four teams that are going to have cap space in that market of the the 15 to 22 million are Phoenix, Miami, New York and Atlanta. Do any four of those locations make sense for Danilo Gallinari? Miami. Miami, yeah, but it's, they're not going to give him 3 years. I right. that's going to be the same situation. What if, what if Giannis signs the extension this summer? This mm. uh, not summer, this offseason. Does that, that change, change the calculus? Things. Yeah. I mean, I know they're obviously still entered in Victor, Vic, interested in Victor Oladipo, who will also be a free agent in 2021. Um, well, a big superstar uh, not going to the Knicks is just a prime opportunity for the Knicks to pay a ridiculous contract to somebody that doesn't deserve it. So I, th- I think that instantly would make the Knicks a candidate. I don't see, but I don't think Gallo would want to go to the Knicks. I don't he's think already so been there either. once, but maybe he, you know, maybe he's at the point in his career where it's like, yeah, I, I enjoyed my time in New York. I like New York. Am I going to win? Probably not, but I'll take 30 mil to go hang Did out. Did he like New York? I know he loved Denver. I well, don't know if he liked New York. I, I know just, the f- the fans liked him in New York. I yeah. meant from like a city perspective, less yeah, a basketball true. perspective. Like if it was up to me and I was, <laughs> if I was in my thirties, he said, hypothetically, um, <laughs> <laughs> if I was in the late stages of my NBA career, I'll put it that way. And it's like, eh, I don't know if there's no com- contenders that are calling and the Knicks want to give me a ton of money and I can go live in New York. Sure. Well, I might consider that. See, for me, like the, the team that makes sense from a standpoint of they're good enough to make the playoffs. They haven't in the past you know, handful of seasons, but I, I think they have the talent to uh, the Atlanta Hawks. Although when yep. it comes to big men, like they have Capella, they have John Collins, they've got um, quite a few guys that, that can play the, the big man position, even like a DeAndre Hunter. But they're a team that I think on paper, if they can stay healthy and play well together, like they have the talent to go, you know, 40 and 42 and make the, the seven or eight seed like we saw a team like Orlando do this year. Yeah, the the thing is, if he goes to Atlanta, Atlanta's going to have to win those 40 to 42 games, like 140 to 130, <laughs> because there's no defenders on that team right. at that point. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, there's there's a few that could defend, but, but I mean, John Collins isn't defending anybody. Yep. Trey Young sure as hell isn't defending anybody. Danilo Gallinari's going to, I mean, he's going to try, but he's not that great. I think Phoenix is an interesting fit. Phoenix is interesting, but I don't know that they'd give him that much money. I agree. I think I think they definitely want to help Devin Booker out, but I also think 
if they can do what they did in the bubble and be a team that like has a bunch of hype around them, I think they might be able to land a guy in the 2021 summer and they, they want to have that kind of money. But everything we've mentioned so far, it's been like, yeah, it could fit, but would it happen? Does that change your mind any when it comes to um, could the Thunder sign and trade him? Because all, all the teams we've talked about so far that do have cap space, it's like, does he want to go play for them? They're not really a contender. Would they pay him the money? Is the fit there? Like there hasn't been any teams that were like, oh yeah, I could definitely see that. Which which makes me think even more sign and trade is is probably the most likely situation. Hmm. Definitely. So I've got the list of teams pulled up here. Um, I'm just gonna run through them. You guys tell me if just theoretically off the top of your head, if Gallo makes a sen- makes sense with that team, uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Yes. I think so too. We, if you yeah. guys haven't listened yet, go listen to our episode from last Thursday where we recorded with the Eurostep guys, Ty and Rohan, and we did Thunder Bucks trades, and one of them was a Danilo Gallinari sign-in trade. You want to talk about spacing the floor for Giannis? Yeah. Gallo helps. Yeah. That is true. And he won't have to rebound a whole lot because Giannis goes and gets 14 or 15 a game by himself. Yep. Uh, Toronto, I'm going no on Toronto. I'm probably going to go no also. They, they're they probably going to lose Van Vliet this summer. Uh, Kyle Lowry is only getting older. Siakam kind of sputtered out there. Gasol, I think, is going to be a free agent. Ibaka is going to be a free agent. That's just a team. I don't. They're, they're kind of like the Thunder. I don't know what direction they're about mm. to go. Yep. Yep. Uh, Boston saying no. They have three guys who can play the four who are all under 25 years old. Yep. Indiana is an interesting one, but mm. I'm going to go no here as well. Uh, I think in order to make money work, they would have to. They're not giving up on Sabonis, so it would definitely buy, be Miles Turner. And I just think they can get something better for Miles Turner than an aging Danilo Gallinari. Agreed. Yeah. Yep. Um, Miami is one we've already talked about, so we'll yep. pass on that. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. Hmm. Well, um, maybe if they ship Tobias Harris somewhere, which they may be willing to do. What does. I mean, we could get into this later, but it sounds like the 76ers are kind of dialing in on hiring Mike D'Antoni. Uh, Joel Embiid seems warm to the idea of playing in a D'Antoni offensive system. They've said, or from reports from, I think, Keith on Sixers, from at Keith on Sixers on Twitter, says that they would be looking to trade players. I'm assuming maybe guys like Tobias Harris or Al Horford. I think there's a little bit of a fit hmm. there. You have Joel at the five. Uh, Gallo at the four. Uh, you can essentially play Ben wherever you want. Um, really, that'd make the only non-shooter on the team as as long as you build it right. Ben Simmons uh, mm-hmm. could be an interesting team. Yeah, I could put them as a maybe. Uh, Brooklyn Nets. One hundred percent. This is the one that I've mm-hmm. talked about with you guys for a long, long, long time, and I probably nine months ago had the uh, the Karis Levert type sign and trade, although I think he's balled out and his values has skyrocketed to the point that they wouldn't give him up for Gallo. But, I mean, talk about a, a third guy. Uh, even if they could keep Dinwiddie, too, you'd have four guys hmm. that could just get you a bucket. Yeah. You could sign and trade, like, if, if Gallo was willing to sign for lower money for a chance to go win a title. I mean, you could sign and trade Tarian Prince and... Uh, a pick. Yeah, and DeAndre Jordan, as much as KD wanted him to come along, like there's going to be playoff series in which DeAndre Jordan probably has played off the floor. And yeah. if you have KD and Gallo at the 4-5, you don't really have to label which one's playing which. I think that's a serviceable huh. two big men. Yeah, I mean, Tari and like Prince that. next season making $14 million. If you could get Gallo to sign at a three-year deal that's worth annual four, annual $14 million, and throw in the 2021 first-round pick from the Nets, which probably won't be a great pick, but it's another pick in that loaded 2021 class that would give the Thunder three picks in that in that draft or yeah in that draft class. Yeah, that makes some sense. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. And Tarian Prince had a pretty rough year. I think he will probably have a bounce back year upcoming, and especially on a team like the Thunder with the most opportunity he's had in a long time. I I like him on top of the pick. Like that's a that's a piece that I'd like to have. You could start Kyrie Irving, Karis LeVert, Kevin Durant, Danilo Gallinari, and then insert either DeAndre Jordan or Jared <laughs> Allen. Yeah, that's a good lineup. And for Danilo, you get that New York lifestyle without having to play for the Knicks. Yep. Yes. Your, be- your bench is Spencer <laughs> Dinwiddie, a, a Joe Harris. Um, 
one of the DeAndre Jordan or Jarrett Allen, whichever one doesn't start. Um, that that's that's an interesting team. I kind of like that one. Yeah, and I, I mean, like that too. E- even if the the Nets come back and their guys are healthy and they perform how how they expect to perform, and they end up getting you know pick twenty seven, twenty eight in the draft. Still, the Thunder will have their own pick, the better pick of the Houston or Miami one, and then the Nets pick. That's enough where you could package and and move up. I mean, those Mm -hmm. three picks probably get you from the Thunder's pick at, let's say the Thunder get luck out and get pick number four in the draft next year. That might move you up from four to two, four to one. Mm -hmm. You love that idea of of moving up, so that's that's right (laughs) up your alley. Well, if you can move up and get Cade Cunningham next year, Mm -hmm. sign me up, man. Sign me up. You know Sam Presti's going to be living in Stillwater next year. Oh, yeah. As long as college basketball goes on as planned. Uh, Orlando Magic, I'm going to say no. No need. Yeah, just yeah. not yeah. even a – I mean, they've, they've got – I mean, assuming Jonathan Aaron – Isaac. Yeah, Aaron even assuming, assuming Aaron Gordon even stays. Like, even if he doesn't, Jonathan Isaac. Although I don't know if he's even going to play next year. Like, does it really make sense to use Gallo as a stopgap? Probably not. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlotte Hornets, no. No. Um, no one knows what the hell the Charlotte Hornets are doing. The Washington Wizards, I also think no. Probably not. Yep. The Chicago Bulls? Mm. Billy Donovan reunion? I think they're going to give isn't, Laurie Markinen another year to, to prove himself and Gallo would hinder say, that. Is, isn't Laurie Markinen just the 10 year, ten year younger than yep. Neil Gallinari? Yep, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, we already talked about the Knicks. The Detroit Pistons, I don't think, are looking no. to contend right now. Nope. We talked about the Hawks. I don't think the Cavs are looking to bring somebody like Gallo in right now either. No. Fair? Yep. They're trying to get rid of Kevin Love. They don't need another power forward that's old. Well, speaking of a team that doesn't need any more power forwards, the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm. Probably out there, yep. right? They have Braun. They have AD. They have Keith. They have Kuzma. What about that other team in in uh, Los Angeles that might be dumping mm, off Montrez right. Harrell? Might have an opening. Could be like a double sign and trade. We send you Gallo, you send us Montrez. I'd like that. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I, don't know I think how... the Thunder would do that with the intent of rerouting Montrez elsewhere. Hmm. Yeah, maybe that could be some sort of. I don't know what the the rules on a three team sign and trade deal is right but maybe gallo goes to the clippers montrez goes to wherever montrez wants to go and the thunder get compensated with some dead salary and a pick yeah yeah mm-hmm. could make a little bit of sense they also have like marcus that. morris there who can play the four they have although he'll be a free agent right That's that is what true I was gonna say that is true um okay continuing on down the line of western conference teams nuggets uh i don't think so nope nope I think they want to bring Jeremy Grant back, who had a phenomenal bubble, by the Absolutely. way. Absolutely. So good. He's going to get paid. Nuggets yes. or not, someone's going to pay him. Um, This one's kind of interesting. The Houston Rockets. Gosh. Do the Houston Rockets kick the tires on an Eric Gordon for Danilo Gallinari? Swap? I was just about to ask who you thought would be included in that deal. Eric Gordon. He makes $17 million. Yeah. The mm. thing is... You're you're bringing back Eric Gordon. He's he's nearly the same age as Gallo. Right. Um, he has four more years left on his contract. Like, not like the fourth year is about to end, and he's going to have three years left. He the fifth year just ended. He's got four years left. The Rockets have no assets to attach to mm-hmm. that. I just don't know. I mean, for the Thunder, I'd almost rather have Gallo walk and open up future money than then take on a contract like Eric Gordon. If you're not going to get assets attached to it, it doesn't make sense. 100% agree. Yeah. So I, I, I don't fair. think that makes much sense. Also, I don't think the Thunder want to try to help Houston out right now. I think you want to watch that ship burn so you can get those picks. <laughs> yeah, that's a yep. good point too. Um, The Thunder, we'll skip that. The Utah Jazz, no. Uh, nope. They have enough guys that can play the four there. Uh, enough white guys that can play the four there. They don't need another <laughs> white four. Uh, speaking of people who have white fours, uh, the Dallas Mavericks. Yes, I. Maxie, you guys, they have Maxi. They have Kristaps. Um, I mean, shit. You can play Luca wherever you want. Um, Justin Jackson is not white, but he still plays the four. 
Um, you guys might not agree, but I think I think that's a good a, a good thing for the Mavs. I don't know if they'd pay him on a three year deal, but if we could sign and trade and and figure out a two year deal, maybe. But he he would be the veteran on that team. Like they're yeah. super 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 young, and they love yeah. their foreign guys. I also think they're going to be going <laughs> after a guy like Goran Dragic. Um, I don't know. I, I think. It's not the greatest fit, but it's a lot better than 90% of the teams we talked about. Oh, my. Dude, could you imagine if they sign and trade for Gallo and then had got Goron? They would start five white guys. They'd, and they'd score 150 a game. <laughs> yeah. And not off athleticism. Yeah. It's it's not the best fit, but it feels like a move the Mavs would do. So what sense. is a deal like that? I mean, Tim Hardaway Jr. has a player option. Mm. Um, he would have to opt in and then agree to be traded. Uh, but that that money makes makes sense. Uh, Courtney Lee is a free agent, so you can't make that work. Dwight Powell probably makes too little. Did you guys mm-hmm. know DeLon Wright is 28 years old? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he, I was high to, on him a couple years ago. Not anymore. I was high on him whenever I was in high school. <laughs> He's 28 years old. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. That's crazy. It's, it's it bad. And they don't have a lot of, I don't think they have a lot of flexibility trading future first with the the rules and all that. I don't, I don't think they can trade. I think they may have one tradable first rounder in the next six years. Hmm. Um, the Portland Trailblazers, if they, hmm. uh, so they won't have cap space, but they are significantly under the tax. Uh, if they let Hassan Whiteside walk, he's got a $41 million cap hold. Jeez. Jesus Christ. That's, that's a incredible. lot of money. Um, so you let Hassan walk. I assume that's their plan. We talked a lot this season about how Gallo and the Trailblazers just made sense. Yep. Yep. I Give me Anthony Simons and you can have Gallo all day. I know they're high on Anthony. I don't know if they'd give him up. What if right. it was like Trevor Ariza and Nas Little? Mm, I'm not high on Nasir Little at all. I know you are. I'm not. What if it's... This wouldn't happen. Trevor Reason, Zach Collins. Oh, without a doubt. But Zach Collins, I think, if he could stay healthy, is kind of like a, a Gallo light. I don't, he's not the shooter, but they, they have fairly similar style games. Yeah, I really, really like Zach Collins, even though he looks like he's straight from the Nazi youth. <laughs> I think the Blazers make a little bit of sense, but, but yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't think it's the best fit. Yeah, the Grizzlies, I don't think so. Nope. Right, they they have they, they just Clark. brought in they have Brandon yep. Clark and they just brought in um oh god what's his name my boy Winslow yeah Justice Winslow that's who I'm looking for uh, they have um, Jaron Jackson Jr. probably going to play the five but could play a little bit of four they have slow mo Kyle Anderson which doesn't make a lot of sense uh, we talked about the Suns I have no clue what this what the hell the Spurs are doing guys so I don't know what what that would look like. I don't yeah. think they're interested in Gallo. Neither do I. I mean, you could do Gallo for like a Rudy Gay. You could do Gallo for like a Patty Mills. That's around mm-hmm. the money Gallo's going to make. But, but I, then, think, I don't think San Antonio's going to attach anything that Oklahoma City's going to want because they're kind of in a similar situation. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's the direction of the Spurs is going to be interesting moving forward. Uh, the Sacramento Kings. They actually, you didn't mention them in the cap space portion, but I think they have cap space. They have, they'll have, they have 18 million if they renounce hmm. all their cap holds. Uh, Kent Bazemore is a free agent. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich is a free agent. Um, Alex Len is a free agent. Yogi Ferrell, Corey Brewer, Daquan Jeffries, all free agents. So they'd have to renounce all of that money in order and not retain bird rights uh, in order to be able to sign Gallo. So I don't think they're going to be really players in free agency yeah. because those cap holds stay on the books. But they have more them. flexibility in a sign-in trade. Definitely, definitely. Um, Harrison Barnes makes 22 a year. Hmm. Mm. Intriguing. The older Andrew Wiggins. So you probably don't like him, Jacob. <laughs> no, you have to get an asset. I, I don't want Harrison Barnes. I want, I want the asset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're not ready to give up on Marvin Bagley yet. What about it? I I know they I don't think they took up their option on Harry Giles. So is he a free agent or is there still a way that they could send him over? I 
think he's a free. I don't even see him on this roster, which is weird. I think he's just a free agent. I think they decided that the last year of his rookie scale, they declined it or or opted out of it. So yeah, I think you're right. He's interesting. I like him. I think he's the kind of guy you t- uh, you take a flyer on for sure. Yeah, he's a he's a former number one ESPN top one hundred guy in his class. He's had injury issues. He's a little skinny, but um, I mean, talk about a, a presty guy. I think he's one of them. Uh, yeah, he he to me he fits in that. Um, not that he needs an image rebuild, but he fits in that former high draft pick. Although he wasn't a high draft pick, but he was projected to be high if he didn't have the injuries. Yep. A former um, highly touted prospect uh, that didn't work out at his old team that Presty wants to take a flyer on. A Dion Waiters-like mm-hmm. player. Yeah, definitely. He's, he's, he's interesting. He's interesting. Um, yeah, I think him to the Kings makes a little bit of sense. Uh, he's an upgrade from uh, Nemanja Bielica. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think the the Kings, though, I don't know how many years Bielitsa has left on his deal, but I don't know, although he's better than Bielitsa, are the Kings willing to move assets to get that upgrade from Bielitsa yeah. to, to Gallinari? No, that's fair. That's fair. Do like a Corey Joseph and, uh, I don't know, you could throw Jabari, Jabari Parker in there because he's bound to pick up that player option. I think there's a holding period after you pick up your player option that you can't be traded, though. Is that right? Uh, right. Have, that feels right. But J- Jabari Parker, I know you guys are probably not high on him, but I would love to bring Jabari Parker to Oklahoma City. Can you guys guess how old he is? 25. I'm looking at his page right now. Okay. I was going to let <laughs> I Justin. Gonna I was going to let I Justin. Gu- <laughs> I was going to guess 26. I mean, that's, that's not a – I mean, he's probably not – the age that Oklahoma city is looking for to build around with Shay, like they're probably looking more like 19 to 22 or 23, but, but 25 is not yeah. bad. And he, he's a score. He doesn't play a lick of defense. He's one of those guys that has scored points in his career. Cause he's one of the only guys that like, like Jacob said a lot on the pod, someone has to score on some of these bad teams. But I mean, Jabari Parker over the past few years, I mean, he's averaged anywhere from, you know, 12 to 15 points a game on several different teams. He's one of those guys that, I think fits similar to what you were just talking about, Jacob, of, you know, a guy that has kind of floated around the league. He's been fine, but nothing great that Presti could take a chance on, bring in. He, he's one of the image rebuild guys, more, I think. Yeah, squeeze yeah. some more out of him and, and see what you get. But I, I don't think he's the asset you want in a sign-and-trade, though, is no. he? No. So yeah. you'd rather have Gallo walk than bring on him as the asset? If it's between those two, I'll take Jabari Parker. Well, and you have you you. I mean, when you phrase it like that, yes. But <laughs> if you phrased it like, would you rather get the uh, twenty-five million dollars off the books clean or Jabari Parker? I might take the clean books. Interesting. I think I might. I, eh, I, it's 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 a close one. But I again, I'm biased. I like Jabari Parker a lot. Only reason I'm probably the opposite. Um, the New Orleans Pelicans. Mm, probably not they're they're another one kind of like the kings like it makes sense than more than a lot of teams do but still doesn't make a lot of sense it only makes sense if your starters are drew jj brandon ingram and then you slide zion to the five i don't know if they want to do that yeah i don't think i'd do that if P.J. Tucker can play the five, Zion, Zion Williams weighs 285 pounds. He's like the second heaviest guy in the league. I'm not saying Bobon. he can't play center, but do the Pelicans think they can get the most out of him with him playing center? Yeah. Well, I don't know. What do you – I think – I kind of think that's the best place for him to make the biggest impact. The best mismatch for him on the league is him playing five. I think he can defend fives because he's so goddamn strong. And he's got such an insane like vertical, and then offensively, what five in the league is staying in front of? Z- I mean, we saw Zion drive on Stephen Adams and put him on his ass. Yeah. You know who is staying in front of that guy at the five in the league? I feel like fours have a better chance of guarding him than fives. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, you're bringing up good points. I just I think they want flexibility where they could play Zion at the three, the four, or the five. And if you bring in a Gallo, it's one of those like well, we want to play Gallo, so we feel like we have to play Zion at the five. You know, I mean, it's it, it just makes it That's more fair. tricky with lineups. It's fair. Um, they're gonna max out Brandon Ingram this off season. I sure as hell would. And then I don't know who they're gonna get as their center. Um, Derek Favors, free agent. Uh, Jackson probably- Hayes. Yeah, you could start Jackson Hayes. Nerlens Noel may, might make some sense as a free agent signing for them. Nerlens mm-hmm. Noel makes a lot of sense yeah. almost anywhere. He's a, one of the better backup centers in this league. Mm-hmm. All right, two more teams left. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Mm, yes, if question you, mark. If, if you want to try to score 160 a game and give up 155... <laughs> You run D'Angelo, yeah. Russell, uh-huh. Carl Anthony Towns, and Danilo Gallinari. Yeah, I think Towns, if they're going to be good, Towns needs a defensive stopper at the four next to him. I agree. I agree. Uh, there is ways to make the money work. James Johnson makes $16 million next year. Uh, that can make a lot of sense. You could get the uh, the new convict Malik Beasley. Uh, that's a joke. He's a free agent, though. Um, I don't think he got charged with anything today, though. Is that right? Nope, he didn't, and he's a restricted, so they could definitely make that work. I think he's restricted. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so you could make that work. I just don't think it's the right fit for the Wolves. Agreed. I wonder what it'd take to get Jarrett Culver out of there. Mm, I don't think it would take much. Talking. I don't. I. I mean, I. Let me rephrase that. I don't think it would take as much as most lottery picks hmm. from less than a year ago. That's fair. Give him Dennis Schroeder. Go get uh go get Jarrett Culver and play D'Angelo at the two. And Schroeder yeah. at the one. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Toss him a toss him a pick. Toss him that that Miami uh lottery protected twenty twenty two pick. He can D up, but he can't hit the broadside of a barn from the free throw line or anywhere. He uh he just needs to get in Oklahoma City. He'll be right. Maybe the most interesting one saved for last, the Golden State Warriors. What mm. do you like? On their team, that's that's not like a, a rude question. That's an actual question because I don't know. <sighs> it's so hard to make salary work in a sign and trade because they're not going to trade Draymond. Um, they would want their starters to be Steph, Clay, probably Wiggins, Draymond, Gallo, and then after that, you're looking at players that make less than five million a year annually. Um, you can't you you can't match salary. Um, with with Andrew Wiggins because you're not going to pay Gallo goddamn $30 million right. a year, which is insane. Uh, the only one that makes sense that's close is Draymond. I don't think they're giving up Draymond. No. no. And in Gallo on that Warriors team, they're they're I keep hearing they're super high on Kevon Looney. He's doing a lot of good stuff in their little uh, bubble that they're doing with all the teams that weren't good enough for the, the real bubble. Um, I just don't see a situation where they can slide Gallo into the starting lineup even like do they do they bring him in and to come off the bench yeah well my thought was you could start Kevin Looney at the five or if you draft a like a James Wiseman you play him at the five hmm. and then your starters are Steph Clay Wiggins Gallo and then uh where's Draymond he, well he would be the sign and trade guy interesting uh but the uh, Thunder have no interest in bringing back that four years. Now, maybe no. the Warriors have interest in getting off that four years of Draymond Green. Um, but you would definitely have to get an asset in return for that. You'd have to get, ooh, what What if you could get, get them to give you that 2021 Minnesota first that they got in the D'Angelo Russell deal? It just seems like too much of a lateral move for them to give up something like that. Yeah, I agree. Hmm. And and Draymond is is kind of the... The caretaker of their culture. I was going to say, and their culture is just from, being a bunch of dicks. Aside from basketball, I think the the fan culture appreciation, like being one of the original group, I think would make it hard for them to make that deal. Yeah, interesting. Well, it looks like there's definitely going to be some options for Daniel Gallinari, both in free agency and in in a sign and trade opportunity. Um, but if you guys had to give me a percentage chance that Gallo is in a Thunder uniform on opening night, which is looking like it's getting pushed back farther and farther, my new prediction, I keep uh, I keep punting on it. My new prediction <laughs> is Martin Luther King Day. 
Mid mid January seems like a good time to start basketball. What's your percentage chance that Gallo was wearing an Oklahoma City Thunder jersey taking the court for the Thunder on opening night of the next season? I'm going twenty five percent. I'm gonna go half of that, twelve and a half. Oh, that's kind of where I was. I was gonna say somewhere between ten to fifteen. So interesting. We all we all kind of are in agreement that Gallo uh, will not be back. I think. We are all of the belief that Chris Paul also will not be back. So, uh, yeah, board the tank train, boys. I'm ready for it. <laughs> After a year of putting it off, yeah, I'm ready, <laughs> I, I'm ready to take the uh, competitive tanking for real now. Yes. Sign me up. All right, well, before we move on, let's take a moment to tell our listeners about our sponsors for the week. You've counted on restaurants, and now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. And ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory, or get some mean Chick-fil-A breakfast like I did this weekend. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery, too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on the way. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BLUEWIRE. $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and use code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget... That's Blue Wire for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more ways to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Gentlemen, let's take a trip around the association. I don't even know where you're sitting at. Like. <laughs> All right, so the NBA Finals are set. Let's talk about the end of the conference finals and kind of what we thought. First off, the Lakers will be representing the West. Are they the favorites to win this series? Is is it the Lakers or bust, Nick? It's been the Lakers or bust since the Clippers were eliminated and the Bucks were eliminated for me. Um, I I didn't think they were going to have any trouble getting through the Nuggets, and I didn't think that Boston or Miami were, were going to give them a run for their money either way. Obviously, it's going to be Miami. So, yeah, I think it's uh, it's Lakers or bust. Yeah, I agree with that. Though, I will say, I've had a blast watching Miami and just the the heat culture that we have gotten to see in the bubble. I I would love nothing more than to see them give the Lakers a real fight. Yeah, it's the matchups are going to be interesting. You get Bam Adebayo versus Anthony Davis. You've got Jimmy Butler, LeBron James. Um, you've got Tyler Hero versus the World. Hero gonna, and Caruso. Oh God! Oh my God, dude! White Twitter's going to lose its goddamn <laughs> mind. I just realized this. Bleacher Report's not going to know what to do with it. What's going to happen when like Caruso rips Tyler Hero or blocks him at the rim uh. or dunks on him? Well, oh, he's I know not exactly going to. what's going to happen. Oh, my gosh. Oh, he hold, he absolutely will do it one time. One time it'll happen, and it'll get tweeted. That clip will get tweeted more than any other play. I'm in the just finals. ready for Game 7 of the NBA Finals. Uh, Lakers down two. 
LeBron kicks to Alex Caruso with Tyler Hero on him for the game. That's all I want. <laughs> and then and then the Thunder draft Denny, and then you wake up from your dream. Hey, Nick, it's it'll, been a tough year, all right? It'll end up like kicking to Lugans Dort for it's, the win. It's not going seven games, and Caruso will not be in the game if it does go to seven games. So, um, Before we talk more about the finals, <laughs> I want to talk about the two teams that have been eliminated. Um, Denver seems like they made a leap. My question for you guys, is this leap for real? Or is this uh, what I'm going to call, quote-unquote, a bubble leap, where they weren't playing in front of fans, uh, they weren't traveling city to city, hotel to hotel. Um, You know, Jamal Murray obviously went off in the playoffs. Does this carry over, or was this just a, what's the phrase, the flash in the pan, flash in the something, (laughs) whatever it is? Yeah, I think it's Um, a little bit of both. Only because if this was a normal playoff and the, the travel is the biggest thing to me, I don't think they come back from either 3-1 series and this conversation wouldn't even be happening because the Nuggets would have been balanced in the first round. Wow. I don't know about that. I think that – I actually think the Nuggets are one of the rare teams that travel is a – or not having travel is a negative for them because of the altitude. We always hear about playing in Denver being tough on other teams, and I think I think that gives them the opportunity year in and year out to steal some playoff games because of conditioning, and they didn't have that. Um, I, I do think, to answer your question, I think maybe less of a Nuggets leap and more of a Jamal Murray leap. Um, I think he definitely took a leap. I think he, he showed us some stuff in the bubble that – personally I didn't think he had in his bag and I think that if that's sustainable uh, he he takes the nuggets to another level I think Jeremy Grant also took a nice leap but I don't expect him to be part of the nuggets in the future oh so I don't know I don't I know think if he's can... gonna be their prime target this summer I don't necessarily disagree with that I don't know I think Jeremy Grant is in it to secure the bag and if they're not the highest bidder, I don't know. I don't know if he stays there. Hey, I've been saying for the past month he needs to go to Phoenix. Yeah. It just makes sense, man. Yep. So how difficult is it going to be for Denver to recreate this this momentum next season and, and make a push for another Western Conference Finals when you have teams like we mentioned earlier, the Warriors coming back. You have teams like Dallas um, who are on the rise, New Orleans, who's on the rise, um, Phoenix, who's on the rise. Uh, the the Clippers will be back. The Lakers will be back. Portland should be healthy for the entire year. The West is going to be a bloodbath. Is, is it going to be seen as a massive disappointment if the Denver Nuggets go from Western Conference Finals to getting bounced in the first round next year? Do they have a chance to climb back to the Western Conference Finals again? I think they're just like Portland was last year when they took a trip to the Western Conference Finals. If they can stay Mm. healthy, I think they could recreate it if everything kind of falls right. But they have some guys that are injury-prone, and they could definitely be just like the the 2019-20 Portland Trailblazers. Hmm. That's interesting. I... What's interesting about the Nuggets is I could very much envision a scenario where... They look um, average in the regular season and then hit another gear in the playoffs, which is kind of how I felt about them this season, even though they're one of the top seeds in the West this year. The whole season just felt kind of like they were going through the motions. And then when they got to the playoffs, again, going down 3-1 kind of feels like going through the motions, but the comebacks, it felt like they kind of found their groove a little bit. Um I don't know which Nuggets team we'll see during the regular season. Uh, regular season's probably not the right word because nothing about it is going to be regular. So I think you you kind of have to factor that in too. But I think that depending on where they net out, what the matchup is when they get to the playoffs, I think that there's there's a chance that they can recreate some of the the magic that they had this year. I. I don't know if that puts them in the Western Conference Finals, but I don't think I'd be itching to play them if. I was looking at seeding in the Western Conference. Western Conference is going to be wild, man. Yeah, I don't think the Nuggets will have home court advantage next year in the in the in the playoffs. No, 
I'd be surprised if they did. Who are you guys putting over them? The two LA teams, the Warriors. There's, there's, there's gonna. I don't know if I could pinpoint who the fourth is gonna be, but there's gonna be another really good team in the West that I think will be better, especially in the regular season. Because I'm, I'm with you, Justin. They weren't like uh, as good as their seed was this season. Yeah. They didn't jump off the page at me. It was the most like unimpressive third seed. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about wanting them over Houston, among other people. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, well, speaking of third seeds, let's jump out east. The Boston Celtics have now been eliminated as well. Where do they pivot from here going into next year? Or is Boston a simple, let's turn around and run it back team? They've got to build that bench badly. That's something that concerned a lot of people coming in. Obviously, the center situation seemed bad, and, and they, for the most part, worked with that. And I don't have the stats in front of me, but I remember looking either early this most recent heat series or, or late the series before. And they were getting something like 12 points per game off their bench, which just is not going to cut it. Mm. I, I don't know if they, you know, trade for a guy like Schroeder or sign somebody as a free agent to come off the bench and be that guy. And I think Gordon Hayward would have been that guy, but um, they, they, they just need to fix their bench. That's, that's what their next step needs to be. And I think that's what it will be. Yeah. I think that they're, um, one piece away. I I don't think it's a they need a massive overhaul, but I, I agree with Nick. Like running it back may not be the best choice. I still think maybe they look for a change at the center position as well. Um, no offense to good old Enos, as ta- shout out Taylor. Uh, but I, I I don't know. I I think that with the right like retooling, I think they could find themselves back in the Eastern Conference Finals. Definitely. I think there's a good chance that next year Robert Williams is their starting center. Hmm. I think yeah. there's a, a good chance. This has got to be wrong. It says he's six foot eight. That's not right. He's not six foot eight. He's pretty undersized to be a, a wow, bold, he's six like foot a, eight. A, a bully kind of center. I, I almost look at him more as a power forward or backup small ball center. I don't I just I don't see him being a thirty minute a game starting center kind of guy. They have him listed at six foot eight with a seven foot six wingspan. Wow, that's not right. It it, <laughs> it, right. it might not be too far off. Like I, I, mean, I remember him coming out of Texas A and M. Like he wasn't uh, a polarizing like like college player that was putting up crazy stats. I think it was his like intangibles and his measurements that really made him go. He didn't go super high, but go as high as he did late first round. Yeah, I think they're looking for hopefully a jump from Romeo Langford for next year. Um, Grant Williams looked good in the bubble. Grant Williams yeah. is like a, a better semi ojale that's four years younger. I like Grant Williams. Yeah, I thought he was really good. Um, you got guys like Carson Edwards on that bench. Um, Brad Wanamaker was a really good player for them off the bench, uh, although he didn't score a lot. Yeah, I kind of, I'm kind of with you, Nick, in the fact that they need, they need a spark plug. They really do. They they have a really solid, um, what, five guys mm-hmm. in Tatum, Brown, uh, Kemba, Hayward, and Smart. They need to fill it out with a couple more above average guys. Um, yeah. I mean, Tice was good, but I don't think Tice is your long-term plan moving forward. Neither is Ennis. So it's going to be interesting for, for the Celtics moving forward. Um so let's jump to the finals. Your prediction, who's going to win and in how many games? I'll go first because I'll be the, Lakers the, most, the most aggressive of, of the group probably. I'm going to say Lakers in six. I think Miami's got enough scores that they'll they'll pull a couple games out, but um, they're just so dang young. I mean, they've got... You know, Dragic is older, and they've got a couple guys that are, you know, quote-unquote veterans, but most of their guys, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, like a lot of the guys they really lean on, Bam Adebayo, are so, so, so young, and LeBron James is just going to do his thing. You said you were going to be aggressive, but I'm going to go Lakers in five. Ooh. I want it to be seven. Again, I think that Jimmy and Braun going at each other should be lots of fun. 
but I I think this is this feels like OKC versus the Heat in the finals. Like you were hitting on their youth. It's like the Heat kind of overachieved to get here. They're here. And I think they're about to see what a real championship contender looks like. I think the Heat, kind of like the Thunder did, win game one. I think yeah. I think they come out swinging, win game well, one, and been, then that's been the Lakers' mo yeah. for most of the playoffs. Yeah, it seems like. and then yeah. the the Lakers go in for the next five. All right. All right. What's interesting is the Heat love to play that zone, and you bust the zone by hitting a lot of threes. And we know this Lakers team isn't a three point shooting team. The thing is, instead of having uh, Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, who are good players, driving to the basket. You have six eight, two hundred forty five pound LeBron James driving to the basket. Well, and and to combat what you said, yes, the Lakers are not the greatest three point shooting team, but they have guys that could be three point shooters. I wouldn't be shocked if in the finals you see Danny Green, KCP, Kuzma, like some of these guys that haven't played great or shot well from deep. They're capable of doing that, and if they are hitting, the the Heat are just buried even further. It's going to be fun. I, I'm also taking the Lakers. I've got the Lakers winning it. Um, LeBron James is a man on a mission. Did you guys watch game, was it game five of Lakers-Denver last night, Saturday night? I didn't. I was at a wedding. I, I got to see some highlights, but I did not get to watch it live. There, there was, so I was kind of flipping back and forth. I was a little bit busy, but there was a play in the fourth quarter uh, coming down the stretch, that was about four or five minutes left, where LeBron came down, was on the right side of the court, drove across the lane, um, and like kind of did like a step back, one footed fadeaway jumper in Jeremy Grant's face, uh, hit it. The Nuggets came down. Lakers get a stop. LeBron gets the ball, dribbles up, picks up his dribble about six feet beyond the three point line at the top of the key because he was going to pass it. Um, Grant backed off of him just a step to step into the passing lane. And LeBron just turned, looked at the rim, rose up six feet from behind the arc and just buried it and had this look on his mm. face. And I was like, this is that, that mood LeBron gets in where he just says, I'm the best guy that has ever played this game in the history of mankind. And he just yeah. goes to a different level where it was like, Hey, thanks for playing. Thanks for entertaining me, but we're done here. Like, I'm putting the kids to bed. Um, you know, it, it's it's nap time. We're finished. I'm going <laughs> to well, beat your ass and send you to, send you to bed without your dinner. Let's go home. The- and when LeBron gets in that mode, you're done. You, you I don't care how old he is. I don't care that he's, you know, been to the finals the past ten straight years minus last year. I don't care. He's he's just going to chew up and eat anybody. The only time he's ever like struggled in in the finals is when his supporting cast uh, has been like not good enough. I know the supporting cast isn't great, but Anthony Davis is like a top six player in the NBA. There, I I, I don't see how how they don't win it. Juicy, uh, I think it was from Crispy Hayes that uh, he he said before Game Five, LeBron told him, "I'm gonna end this shit tonight," and then afterwards walked out and said, "Told you." Oh my God. And like, that's, I mean, that's when he can turn it on. Like you said, there's not many in this league that can stop him. And I I don't know. I don't know if there's any in league history that can really stop him. But specifically, I don't know if there's anyone on the heat that can stop him. I think Jimmy's 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 got that mentality. Yeah. But I don't just as a team. Jimmy's got the mentality. Jimmy doesn't have the size. Yeah. It's a little bit like my, uh, my little dog that tries to fight everyone that comes to the door, but she doesn't stand a chance. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy, they're, they're going to get at it. Jimmy's going to try to get under his skin, but totally LeBron's on a mission. It feels that way. Year 17. Yeah. It's insane, dude. Year 17. And look at the crap he's doing, you know, just the way he's playing. I mean, every night I feel like I look at the Lakers stat line. It's like LeBron James, 28, 13 and 12. You know, it, it's just ridiculous. And the level of defense he plays, he's just, he's, I think he's the GOAT. Ooh, there it you is. Are, you're on that recency bias train. Not that I don't agree with you, but. No, I've, uh, I've been, I, 
I've kind of yeah. shifted my mentality over the past couple of years that I just I love Michael and it's hard to compare against eras. Uh, it's not hard, it's nearly impossible to compare era to era. Uh you know, people say, "Oh, Michael was playing against a whole bunch of, you know, part-time electricians back in the 80s and 90s or whatever." You know, I I understand the level of athlete is better now. People saying LeBron would struggle back then because it was a rougher league. Give me a break. He's 6'8", 245. Who's going right. to bully him back then? Go yeah. ahead. Put Magic Johnson in front of him. LeBron's going to posterize him. Like, to me, LeBron James is the rich man's version of Magic Johnson. You've got a LeBoner right now, don't you? I'm, Dude, I just <laughs> this, he's, he's the guy. I don't know what just happened in this pod. but uh... <laughs> We just became a LeBron fanboy pod. <laughs> Seriously, like Magic Johnson's a poor man's LeBron James. Huh. Don't tell me I'm wrong because I'm not. Uh, <laughs> your 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 takes are getting hot-ish. Um, I th- anyway, LeBron is is listening. He's not the best player. He's he's number two. Um, I don't know. It's 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 incredible what he's doing. All we can do is live in the moment, and appreciate it. I'll leave it it's, at that. That's it's I, awesome. I think he's I think he's undervalued because we're used to it. I'll put it that way. I think that it, it's easy to look back with fondness on Michael Jordan, but I think if you and I think the Last Dance was helpful at this, even though it was heavily Michael Jordan propaganda. But like seeing the clips of people being more critical of Michael Jordan, I think is helpful context because you can't just look at the highlight reels. You're you're comparing. LeBron James and all of his ups and downs to Michael Jordan's greatest hits. And, it, you know, it, you can't, you really can't compare them. But I think we're so used to his dominance that we take it for granted. Like, it's it's ridiculous that he's going to the his third finals with – or third taking his third different franchise to the finals. That's what I'm trying to say. If he like, wins, a, he will be absurd. the only player in history to win the finals with three different teams. But I think yeah. Danny Green will join him. Well, that's equally as impressive. <laughs> but like, I mean, you, you Danny can debate. Green writing some of the best coattails in NBA history, man. <laughs> First he had With, Timmy uh, D, then he had Kawhi, then he had LeBron. I mean, just look at uh, Jared Dudley out there, and uh, there's Jr. Smith's Howard. about to get a ring. Jr. Smith, yep. Oh, dude. You, we're about to get Dion a ring. God bless America. Yes. At least something went right in 2020. I mean, that's the most impressive thing is LeBron does it with different franchises, but half the roster every time is just a bunch of ring chasers and, yep. <laughs> and J.R. Smith. <laughs> Dude, I just like to think back to that team that he drug to the finals in Cleveland that first year. Yeah. That team with like, well, who was on there? Like Delonte West, Zodrunas oh, yeah. Algauskas. <laughs> Daniel I mean, Gibson. Daniel Gibson. Um, was not Mo Karan, Williams not, on that team? I think so. Booby, yeah, Booby Gibson. Um, not <laughs> Karan Butler, but who was the other guy from the Wizards that they traded for? Oh, um, oh Rasul Butler? Oh, my. Yeah. I mean, he's just dragging mm. the corpses of dudes into the finals. Drew like Gooden? Jesus Christ, man. Oh, what a team. He brought that team to the NBA Finals. He beat the Detroit Pistons, scored, what, 34 straight or something yeah, like that? Something I can't stupid. remember. Yeah, anyways, all right. Well, Mythology. Um, let, let's end the LeBron talk. Do you guys have any parting thoughts before we get off the podcast? <laughs> uh, it's I've almost over. that out of you before, Jacob. You never I've what? Never, I've never heard that out of you before. The LeBron gushing. Yeah, that was... I, he's. I I hated LeBron for so long because he was so good, and at this point, I'm just like, dude, you <laughs> gotta appreciate of, it. Yeah, you gotta appreciate it. What we're seeing is is legendary. I remember getting in a fierce debate with one of my buddies back in middle school when uh, Bron was a rookie about who was going to be better, Bron or Melo, and I was I was Team Bron for the record. Nice. Good. Yeah, yeah. I I would just say parting thought. It's weird that it's almost over, and yeah. props to Chris Paul, props to the league, props to everybody that got this season back on track and successfully Zero COVID finished cases it. in the bubble, guys. Yep, that, it's it's Zero. impressive, and it's sad that it's almost over, but um, it's it's been awesome. The it biggest was, it, the biggest hiccup in this bubble was Daniel House needed to get a nut. I was just about to say that. Everything went perfect until Daniel House tried to bet a testing agent. 
I mean, I Maybe guess he got turned to. on whenever she swabbed his nose. I don't know. All right, let's get out of here. <laughs> hey, thank you guys so much for checking out The Uncontested. If you are a first-time listener and you liked what you heard, please, please, please go hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast from. While you're at it, drop a five-star rating. means a ton to us. Helps us out a lot with our podcast network. Helps other people see the podcast. Makes me feel good, and not a lot makes me feel good in 2020. Uh, so please go do that. If you're a long-time listener, man, we appreciate the hell out of you. If you haven't left a, a review yet, what are you waiting for? Go do it. It takes like 10 seconds means a lot to us we'd really appreciate it shout out to our sponsors for the week we will be back with you again thursday morning this thursday we have our guests from the philadelphia 76ers coming on to talk to oklahoma city thunder and philly trade so you know we're going to find a way to get chris paul uh up into philadelphia along with joel Embiid. so make sure you tune in for that we will be back with you guys then until then enjoy the fall weather Stay safe, wash your hands, wear your mask. We will talk to you soon. Thunder up. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.